Okay, welcome to Cosmetology 101. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so glad this is your host and Glam. Again, this is Cosmetology 101. It has been a while. I do apologize uh, to all my listeners, but we're going to get right back on track uh, because we definitely have a lot to cover. Um, The last time we talked, we talked about building clientele, what is all required, you know, how you get your client, how you retain your client, how you convert your customer over to a client. So if you missed that episode, make sure you go back to it and listen and please take notes. Um, As always, I like to thank my listeners from all over the world. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, Pass this information to someone, even if you can't use it. Uh, Pass this information on to someone that is interested in the beauty industry so that they can go ahead and pursue their goals. All right. So, um, as always, I ask you to grab a pen, a paste, uh, a pen, a pencil, a pad, something to take notes with. But if you don't have it, that's fine. Just come back later on to the podcast and take your notes. So today, what we're going to cover, basically, we're going to be covering um, some about retailing and about business ownership. Um, If you're not planning to actually work for someone and you want to open up your own spa or your own salon, um, this is some of the things that you will need to know. Again, I do emphasize need to know and just to know. Need to know, again, is probably what's going to be on the test. And just to know is just for your personal information. When we finish covering um, these two lessons, we're going to dive right into nail care. So the next podcast will be um, exactly on nail care. So I do hope that you continue to listen and be a part of this podcast uh, because I do enjoy uh, bringing um, you know what you need as far as knowledge when it comes to the beauty industry. So to jump right in, we're going to talk about retailing, okay? Um, and basically, retailing is recommending or providing the best product for a client to purchase, okay? And when you're dealing with retailing, um, you got to be confident in what you're selling. You you know, you got to trust your abilities, um, the service that you're providing. You got to definitely be credible and professionalism. That's Those are the main key points there. So, um, again, when you're talking about retailing and you're talking about you know, suggesting the best products for your client or your customer. You want to be confident and you want to know exactly what you're talking about as well. And you also want to do your research. Okay, that's a FYI. You want to do your research. You just don't want to suggest something and, and you don't really know what the product does um, because then you're not able to give your client the most relevant um, information as far as pertaining to them. And that can cause lawsuits. All right, so research as many product lines as you can. As I mentioned before, research, research, research. That's very important. Also, we're going to talk about um, some of the professional products like salons have advantages over drugstores and department stores and supermarkets, especially when it comes to retailing, nail care, and cosmetic products. Um, Licensed professionals 
can demonstrate the use of a product in the salon while explaining its effectiveness. So again, you've got to know the product or you got to know your product, okay? All right, features of a product include the characteristics, the size of the container, the aroma or the specific ingredient. Um, you want to be able to describe what the product does um, to enhance the appearance or improve the condition of the client, whether it be their nails, their skin, their hair. You definitely want to be able to describe what the product does. All right, moving right along, um, you're motivating your buyers, okay? That's another thing. When it's coming to retailing, um, you've got to know there's a need, a profit, and then there's impulse, okay? Those are the three categories when it comes to buyers. Um, do they really need it? Um, you know, do they really believe that they're making an intelligent purchase, okay? And then the last one is, again... You know, well, is the cosmetic product itself, um, is it impulse buying? Meaning you see it, ooh, that looks nice, boom, I just get it, okay? All right, and unfortunately, statistics show that 45 to 65% of all purchases actually stem from impulse buying. I don't know about you, but I've been in the store just with regular stuff, and I'd be like, ooh, that's something new. Huh, let me see, well, let me try this out. You know, I may read a little bit, but... I don't really go in depth with it to really see if, you know, am I really allergic to this or is it going to taste nasty? I just go by visually. The box looks good. Okay, let's get it. Okay. So, um, a lot of times, like I said, you know, when it comes to retailing, when you're motivating your buyers, you got to know those three aspects of it, the need, the profit, and the impulse. Okay. Also, um, we're going to talk about types of sales promotions. So when you talk about types of sales and promotions, you're talking about the gift with purchase. You're talking about the holiday and seasonal promotions. You're talking about the referral promotions. You're talking about the monthly promotions. And you're talking about the effective displays. So again, the types of sales promotions is going to be the gift with purchase, holiday and seasonal promotions, Referral promotions, monthly promotions, and effective displays. Okay, and just to give you a brief synopsis of each one, um, the gift with purchase that's basically where the client purchases a service or a product at a full price and they receive a free gift or service. Okay, holiday and seasonal promotion is basically self explanatory, holidays are year round. And most businesses, you know, tend to capitalize on that. So you got your Mother's Day, you got your Father's Day, um, you know, you got your Christmas, um, you know, those type of holidays. And then even beyond that, we talk about graduations and and uh, family reunions, anything like that. Um, you know, people are always trying to um, look their best. Okay. Also, refer promotions. You know, basically that's self-explanatory. You're telling your existing clientele that if they refer a friend or come in for a service or purchase a product, they will receive a discount. So that's your referral promotion. Your monthly promotions is basically special package kits or gift packs. Um, It allows your clients to try new items or to present your products as gifts to family, friends, and neighbors. And then last but least, you have your effective 
displays, okay? Most salons or spas, they usually have display shelves to display retail merchandise. Keep all your displays updated and interesting. You know, change your displays often to create interest and excitement, okay? So that's a little bit about retailing. I just want to go over that a little bit with you. We're going to hop right into business ownership um, for the listeners, again, thank you so much for listening, for joining. Um, but we are just getting to the meat of things. Again, after business ownership, we'll be going right into nail care on our next podcast. All right, let's talk a little bit about business essentials. Okay. To start a business, you will need to have a business plan. Okay. For your information, you'll need to have a business plan. Okay, lenders often use business plans to help determine whether or not the salon or spa will make enough money before they actually loan. Okay, and you can always find sample business plans. All you got to do is go um, on Google and type in sample business plans. Okay, and they'll have some samples there. All right. I'm not going to go all into the business plan because, like I said, if you go on Google, they'll show you different examples for that. Um, Also, when you're talking about having your own business, there are four types of ownership. One is a sole proprietor. Two is a partnership. Three is a corporation. And four is a franchise. So with a sole proprietorship, that's number one. Basically, a business is owned by one person. With a partnership, it's a business owned by two or more persons. And then your corporation is a legal entity separate from its members. Okay? A corporation is actually owned by its shareholders or members who have funds invested in the company. Then you have a franchise, which is more of a license for operation than a form of ownership, okay? I know you've seen um, different franchises when it comes to, like, Bojangles and Hardee's. Um, You have different franchises that basically, like I said, there's more of a license for operation than than a form of ownership, okay? All right. All right. Also, you have to plan for a successful salon. In other words, you have to plan for where you want your business to be. Location, location, location is everything, right? So with location, uh, you want to make sure it is definitely one of the most important factors when it comes to planning to opening a business, okay? You're going to look at what are the available locations in your areas, Um, Access to parking, high traffic activity, walk-by, drive-in, bus service, etc. So location, location, location. Also, when you're planning for a successful salon or your own business, you want to actually look at the market need. Okay, You're going to determine how many salons and nail technicians um, are in, technicians, I'm sorry, are in the area so that you'll know if there's a market need, okay? All right, also, you can even do a 10-year forecast of the economic future of the community, and you can usually obtain that from the local chamber 
of Commerce or Economic Development Agency. Okay, again, if you want a 10-year forecast of the economic future of that area, all you do is the Chamber, you're going to Google um, the Chamber of Commerce or Economic Development Agency. All right. Also, you got to factor in the cost of necessary improvements. Okay, so improvements cost. Okay, it's about the amount of money you're spending, um, but it does not include separate expenses for salon equipment. Okay, um, improvements could include plumbing. Okay, you're talking about foot services, electrical requirements, um, and upgrades to electrical wiring, heating, air conditioner, and so forth. Those are necessary improvements. Okay. Also, plans for a successful salon. You're looking at the floor plan. Okay. And I'm just going to touch bases a little bit. With the floor plan, again, you want to make sure that um, the salon is designed to function smoothly and efficiently. Um, It has to have visual appeal. Okay. Emotional impact. And it should definitely be pleasant. The next thing when you're planning for having a successful salon or your business, you're talking about equipment, okay? And the types and quality of of equipment is basically determined by the types of services you want to offer your clients. So it can go from manicure tables to pedicure basins um, to technician stools, storage cabinets, chairs for your clients, um, small tools such as, you know, table lamps and you know, like maybe disinfection, um, dis, dis, um, infection type containers. So you talking about, you know, equipment as far as, you know, all the equipment that you'll need in order to service your clients and to make your business run, um, efficiently. Okay. All right. We're just about done for today. I'm just going to go over a little bit more. Um, you're talking about rental agreements when you're talking about if you're trying to um, open your own salon or business, you have rental agreements, which is also called a lease, okay? Very, be very, very careful. Make sure you read all the fine print. Um, as the renter or a leasee, you promise to pay rent and use the property according to the agreement. That's basically what the rental agreement is. But again, please read the fine print. All right, last but least, uh, we're talking about sometimes the lease can run with a fixed rate, which is a set dollar amount paid each month, or it could be a variable rate, which is a set dollar amount paid per month plus a percentage of the total income, okay? Also, insurance is a biggie, okay? If you have your own business, there are several types of insurance to protect you, Okay, from the financial difficulty, from sorry, from the financial difficulties that can follow the unexpected loss of property, income, health, or life. All right, so uh, you have different type of insurances. I'm gonna go over these real quick. You have the malpractice insurance. You have the property or premise. You have the product liability and the workers' compensation. Okay, so you have malpractice insurance, and basically with that. That's a policy that protects the salon owner from financial loss, okay? With property or premise insurance, that's a policy that covers the actual salon equipment 
and physical location in case of natural disasters. So that's the property or premise type insurance. And then you have the product liability. And with the product liability, it's a policy that protects the salon from lawsuits brought on by injury caused by a product. And then last but least, you have your workers' compensation, which is a state-controlled insurance, which is required by law. All right? This workers' compensation, this insurance is paid directly to the state on a quarterly basis to cover any expense resulting from an injury to an employee working in the salon. All right. So, we're, we are just about... <laughs> We are just about done. Um, we may have to cover a little bit more of this when I go into the nail. Um, right? Well, actually, I say before I actually go into um, the nail part of it, the nail care and all that good stuff, because we're going to be covering a lot of material. So what I'll do, I'll break this up, and we'll finish up um, with as far as business ownership. We'll finish up on our next podcast. And then from there, then we'll go directly into nail care. All right. Thank you so much for joining me at Cosmetology 101. Please don't forget to uh, check me out at Candy Apple Glam Bar on Instagram. It is Candy underscore Apple underscore Glam underscore Bar. Okay. Candy Apple Glam Bar. Uh, send me a message through there. Let me know, hey, I do listen at your podcast. I'm learning so much. Thank you. Just send something. Just say hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. That's fine. Um, but I do appreciate you for listening. I hope that you are learning um, what you need to know before you actually go into this career. And I, again, I will be um, soon um, actually doing some of the, um, I guess you could say some of the the test questions. I definitely will have that in booklet form. Um, I'll go over some of it during the podcast, but the more in-depth questions will probably be in booklet form, and I'll have a link for you to go get that as well. All right. Well, thank you so much again for joining me on Cosmetology 101, and this is your host, Ann Glam. Thank you.